The Juice Podcast, Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday. Week two, Connor of the college football season. We made well out of week zero. We made well in week one. Let's keep the momentum going here, dude. Uh, glad football's back. This week one was kind of a dud slate. There was a couple really good games like before we actually picked them, but this week is full of not just ranked on ranked matchups, but there's some other games that Very really good games. intrigue Very, me. Yeah, a lot of intriguing games. Yeah, the best the best part is I know we talked about it last time is we're doing like a bachelor. I couldn't go to my buddy's bachelor party in Connor's friend too. I wasn't invited. No, in Florida because I had another wedding to go to. But you are going to the wedding. Yes. But so I couldn't go. To I that. have to be your fiance's date while yeah, you're. She didn't fun. know that either. I was telling her that she's like, I gotta sit all by myself. My like, Connor's going like. Like, yes, I'll be at the head yeah, table. Yeah, Connor's a loser and doesn't have a date, so you have to be his date. <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> did, you even, did you look? No. Into it. No, I didn't think you did. I think you. I thought you forgot about it. No. And I, she's like, like, Connor's going? I'm like, yes. Like, Jared and Connor are friends. They're not just friends because we're friends. You know what I mean? He's going to tell me that we're not friends tomorrow when I see him. <laughs> Probably, because... <laughs> We have some games that I know I've talked to, uh, coordinated with him about and coordinated with you about that I know I'm on his side, not your side. But there's some on your side and not his side, too. You're fucked. So it's going to be a war. But we're having a little bachelor party. We're going to have the, the Gamble-thon. Ball. Gamble-thon is what I call them. Committee meeting. Committee meeting. <laughs> Basically, any excuse to tell my fiance that I need to have people over to watch the games. We literally set up like four or five TVs, and we are literally pieces of shit from noon to two in the morning or whenever somebody passes out drunk. Which more than likely will be JR. Which will 100% be JR because JR, when JR doesn't drink, but when he does, he goes he, hard. He goes zero to 100 fast. Yes. And he will brag about his diet the entire time. But this is not a JR Burns podcast here. This is, we're out here making money. I think um, I put it into our description on the last episode. I calculated it up. We are at 61% for the year. I'd say, yeah. Connor, that's in the money. Yes. With a lot of money line dogs. Yes. Too, especially with that Duke one last Duke. week. Duke. Thank you so much. But I think we should... Let's start off with the big one this weekend. Yes. Everybody's talking about. Yes. Texas is going to Alabama. Bama's laying seven points. The over-under is set at 53 and a half. Connor, what is your take for the Longhorns and the Crimson Tide? I mean, I think it's going to be a good game. We saw a great game last year. And, I mean, Texas really had a shot there. Even with... Probably should have won. Even with Quinn going down... But Bryce fucking Young was able to make some magic happen and pull the Crimson Tide out of that game. Uh, now, I, I have been seeing news that there's some Alabama secondary injuries, and that really does worry me. Uh, I think Malachi Moore, who's one of their best secondary players, 
is like questionable. And when you're going to have to go up against this Texas wide receiving core, you need everybody at 100%. I know they still have Kool-Aid McKinstry, who is a dog at corner, but still you have so many weapons on this Texas offense. It's, I mean, it really comes down to can Quinn utilize those weapons and lead Texas to victory. That and can the offensive line protect Quinn as well. Yeah, eight tackles for loss against Rice last week, which Rice is not a good football team with not a good defense, um, and not settling for field goals because I had the over in that game, and every time I was, because I had like the all the screens going, and I would look down and kind of try to pay attention to the game. It was there. Texas is driving the ball, but then they get stumped on the twenty-five yard mm-hmm. line. Granted, that's one game, and it's week one of that of college. Yeah, and plus, like at the same time, you're you know what's next week. You're not trying to show shit during Rice. No. And on the defensive side for Texas is containing Jalen Milrow. Yeah. Is make him beat you in the pocket. Make him throw the ball. Do not let him break off 40-yard runs. Because, dude, he might be one of the most unique runners as a quarterback that I've ever seen. I think the comparison of that I've been seeing of, of Jalen Hurts, I mean, I think, it, I think it's so fitting. From, the, from, from like a running standpoint. Yes. Um, yeah, the one thing for Texas, like re- looking at some of uh, uh, Milrow's throws, the one spot that he really missed was in that like intermediate range. His throws over, I think it was 30 yards, uh, three for four, and three of those complete, all three of those completions were for touchdown and just one lone incompletion. Did very good in the like, from the line of scrimmage to the 10, but it was that intermediate from like 10 to 30 that he was missing some throws. So try to see if don't give up the deep shot, like make sure your linebackers are containing anything that is short and try to make him make the hard throws in that intermediate. It's like you just, if you can do that, limit his running ability. I think there's a shot, but do you have a play on this game? I do. I laid the points with Bama. I got minus mm-hmm. seven. There's still some minus sevens out there, too. There's a lot of seven and a halves as well. But I think Quinn Ewers is a very average college quarterback. And, again, like the numbers that he's put up in his career don't really lie. And I think if he wasn't a five-star coming out of college in a perfect 100 rating, we would be calling for a backup here, Malik Murphy. Texas fans probably would, too. I, I watch him, and I always just want more out of him. There's... Again, he's at four games. He's thrown over 200 yards in his career. I, I don't like that a lot. And I think Bama might have the best defense in the country, too. And there is something brewing in Tuscaloosa. I watched that entire Middle Tennessee State-Bama game. Nick Saban's vibes on the sideline are just through the roof. I don't know if he's, like, one of those sicko coaches that just enjoy, like, the ground-and-pound hard nose. Like, we don't need a quarterback. We're just going to play defense and run the shit out of the ball. I mean that teams. that's the that's his MO. That's the old Saban. Like he's been trying to make the change into like the news age offenses. I think he did that more though because he had two of five star and Bryce Young. I mm-hmm. think this is the kind of football he likes to play, and you're gonna get the best Nick Saban out of him. And I'm pretty sure he's beat every single coach he's assistant coaches coach under him outside of Except for Jimbo Martin. Fisher. They lose when did they lose the Oh, he lost to Texas A&M, you're right. So there's a Should have lost twice. But he has 
normally beat the shit out of his opponents here. So yeah, I'm playing so, seven. Yeah, so, and it's also in Alabama. So we're going to fight on this, and I will be taking Texas. I got five reasons. Oh, Go ahead. Give me a reason. I don't know. It, it might just be blind. It might just be that I'm more down on this Bama team than everybody else. But I just... I don't know. I just have this belief that Texas can do it this year. Like <laughs> we've had that for ten years. Though. I know. Ten years of is it's this different. Year. I, it's different. Don't know. I, I I mean I'm wearing the Texas shirt. <sighs> I know I have a Bama shirt, but I put on too much weight. It doesn't fit anymore. Plus, I'm just. I don't know if I fully believe in Jalen Milrow. I saw Jalen Milrow play last year. I understand he's had a full off season, but I just I don't fully know if I believe in him as a passer. If anything, I think the best bet on this game, what'd you say the total was? Fifty three and a half. I think the under is the best play. I I, I think it could be. It, uh, but I don't know. We're gonna fight on it. Our first fight of the season. Yes. 100%. This, is, this is gonna make this game I will even say more I, contentious. I get the the reasons for doubting Milrow because he has not shown that he can pass. But I've watched Nick Saban win a national title, go undefeated with Jake Coker. I know, and he was a, not a good quarterback. I know. I just I think things are different this time. Twas they're all there, buddy. Um, the other big game, and this I think has a lot of intrigue, and this is a really really fun game. I for one team, this is a Super Bowl. This is a Super Bowl, and this is a. Would you call? We'll just get into it real quick. Ole Miss at Tulane. Ole Miss is laying seven over under at 66 and a half points. If you love points, there's going to be some points in this game here, Connor. And like you said, this is the Super Bowl for Tulane. They win this game. They could probably drop one other game, and they're still playing in the New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, like we said, this is Tulane's Super Bowl. This is, this is, this is the biggest game in Tulane. I don't know since when, well, probably since last season playing USC in the Cotton Bowl. This is probably their biggest regular season game ever. Yes, I would say. potentially. I'm not like touched up on my Tulane history, but. I mean, they almost did pull up that upset of Oklahoma, but yeah, I just think this is going to be a fun game to watch. Obviously, like we saw what Ole Miss did to Mercer. Mercifully. Which is supposed to be a good FCS school, but like we saw week zero. But the problem is, is you go, uh, okay, you take Jackson Dart out. Oh, well, here's Spencer Sanders, who's been in college football for seven years. Oh, and then here's Walker Howard, who's a five-star. Like, all three of them got play, and like... <laughs> I was surprised to see Sanders play in that game. Mm-hmm. Because I thought it was going to be a thing like, dude, I'm not going in there unless Dart gets, like, seriously injured and it's my job the whole year. I don't Well... With college has a weird eligibility. It's like four games, isn't it? Yeah. To redshirt or something like that. But I don't know if he already used like his freshman red. Yeah, he or used one. Yeah, I, he might. I don't know because the dude's been in. He, pro- he has to. He was in college when I was in college. And I was he, in college he, for a year. In exa- third, I think eight. we were in the same graduate. Me and him were in the same graduating yeah, class. You, you might have been. And you're, don't. Say it. Th- Go ahead. I will throw something at you. Um, I don't know what to expect. Obviously, like we can't take much from Ole Miss's first game because it is an FCS opponent. 
But the one thing that I can take away was like Tulane looked very good against a very a team that should be very good in the Sun Belt. I know it was a bit of a whooping. Oh, dude, I was on South Alabama. Yeah, like, I know. Tulane was in control of that game from the start. So I got it at 65 and a half. I can't believe it's already up a whole point from since when I bet it. But I'm taking the over. I just think there's points all over this game. Yeah, I I, I have a play. I have Ole Miss minus five and a half, and that was something I grabbed early. Like, it came out at seven. It got bet down, and then I grabbed it. And it was something I really not – like, I would not lock this up at all. I mean, dude, Pratt was like – Pratt was 14 of 15 or 300 yards, four touchdowns against South Alabama. That's the team that's – South Alabama's going to win the Sun Belt, in my opinion. Potent, potentially. Like, no Tajay Spears. No – they had like six guys dra- – or four or five guys – was it five? Five or six guys drafted. They had a like lot. Yeah, and his top two targets from a year ago gone. Doesn't matter. Michael Pratch is good, a damn good football player. Yeah. Um, I saw Jackson Dart play in some big games last year, and I was thoroughly not impressed. So I have the ticket. I would not give you a pull either side. I think I would do anything. I would lay that over with you as well and just ride the fuck out of the game. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Connor, the board is open. Well, I'm going to give it up. To, um, actually, let me. Can I take the first one? Go ahead. Um, because it's a Friday night game. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, we're both on it. Hopefully, you guys see this or listen to this before the game kicks off. I'm laying the points with Kansas. Yep. Kansas minus three versus Illinois. Jalen Daniels expected to start. He is starting. Hundred okay. percent. Well, uh, I, I saw bold. something on Twitter before I got here that he, he was expected to start. So yeah, Lightbull. I think said. Oh, Thursday and morning. did you see the jerseys that they're wearing? I did not. All black. Nice? There's something that pops. They the blue. Is the black helmets too? Black helmets with that old school one that has like the old school logo that has like the bigger beak, mm-hmm. and then like the lettering in writing is. I think I could pull it up really quick, but yeah, I love Kansas. I mean, I know it, Toledo is a very good Mac team, but still there were I there were a lot of worries watching that Illinois game. So yeah, I I love Kansas. I think the giant difference for me in that game is like Daquan Finn his electric as runner he is. He's it's still a Mac O line, it's still a Mac quarterback. He rushed for seventy five yards in that game. Imagine what oh those are sick. I know, right? Are, there's no way. Lay lay everything you have on this. Yeah. Blow your bankroll before Saturday. Not really. But, dude, Jalen Daniels is two times the athlete Finn is. And he can run. He's going to run all over them. He can throw all over them. And also, questions on, like, Illinois' side. Luke Altmaier was their leading rusher. Mm-hmm. And every time he would take off, that dude does not move like a like a mobile quarterback. I he's not, like, super athletic and super fast. At home, I think Kansas gets this by at least a touchdown. I don't want to overreact too much because, like you said, I know Toledo is a good max school. But I'm fairly confident of this. I'm laying the points. All right. We'll get to one of the like decently bigger games for my first one. Um, it's going to be a very good game, I think. Well, potentially. I'm also worried about just a giant blowout. But I think this Notre Dame-NC State game is going to be a pretty good game. You have Dave Doran, who has been so damn good at home 
with NC State. I forget exactly what the record is, but I think he's only suffered like seven losses at home. At But, I mean, I am a little bit worried about how good Notre Dame's offense is, but the one play that I have in that game is the under 51 and a half. I think it... I think Notre Dame's offense is going to sputter a little bit against this NC State defense. But, like, on the flip side, I worry about NC State's offense. I really do. I love Brendan Armstrong, but, man, watching that UConn game, it was a struggle to move the ball. He basically had to grit, a, grit his way to a victory there. The I mean, leading time. rusher on the team, his wide receivers were dropping passes left and right. But, yeah, I like that under. I don't hate that either, and I think Dave Doran is also going to try to make that game probably as ugly as possible if they want to try to to win that game. It's The the eyes that I'm going to have on that game is to watch Sam Hartman play against NC State. He's never won at NC State either. He's owned two. Yeah, but the one thing is Notre Dame, since making the deal with ACC to play ACC opponents, they are damn near unstoppable against ACC opponents. All right. Yeah, it's bad. I think it's like 20 and 10, something like that. It's not not bad at all. Um, okay, I'll, I'll also go to a fairly big game here. Texas A&M at Miami. I'm laying the points with the Aggies. Ooh. I'm still – and I got the number at four. But for you guys, I can give you a three. There's some threes out there now. It's been bent yeah, down. Yeah, I did. I was watching that line when it dropped. I was like, ugh. I thought I was going to go the other way, and I just missed on that. So Yeah. Um, well, I yeah. don't. So we'll stay in that game. I don't have that exact play, but a play that kind of goes along with it. I'm taking the Miami team total under 23 and a half. This is a very good defense that this Texas A&M team has. A lot of those guys that were five stars and four stars that came in with that recruiting class played and now are second-year starters. So watching that Miami-Miami game wasn't fully inspired by Miami's offense. So No I reason th- why you should be. I think, they're gonna, I think there's going to be a little bit of struggle against this uh, Texas A&M defense. The other bet that I will say... If you're if you're able to find touchdown props, Evan Stewart anytime touchdown is only minus one thirty five. I know it's a little bit to lay, but I think he finds the end zone. Miami's got some really good safeties that are going to be drafted into the NFL, and that was something I wrote down too. Watching Evan Stewart against like zone coverage is also going to be awesome. Yeah. To piggyback off of what you said about Miami's offense, Tyler Van Dyke completed one pass for over fifteen yards mm-hmm. against Miami Ohio, mm-hmm. and then proceeded to trademark. Tyler Van Dimes. I didn't like, even see that. Yeah, like, dude. Christ. Like, you had one good season. Um, I loved what I get it. It was New Mexico. New Mexico was very bad. But Bobby Petrino has this offense, like, humming. Connor Wegman threw five touchdowns. He looked like a damn... And again, it's New Mexico, but he looked really fucking good. And, like, a yeah. real... Like, to his rating, good. Yeah, and, uh, like... Obviously, we've talked about how we l- listen to the Cover 3 podcast, but even like Bud Elliott said it, dudes, do are any of Miami's wide receivers even starting for Texas A&M at wide receiver with what they got between 
Anais Smith, who's been there for a while, Evan Stewart, who's, like we said, a dog, and then you got Moose Muhammad. Other than Restrepo, there's not a dude that is, like, scratching any time. Mm. So, yeah, I think I think Miami's going to struggle in this game. But I do like your play, too. Over to you, buddy. All right. Uh, we'll go to the next big game. Uh, Oregon at Texas Tech. A lot of ranked teams laying some points away from home. But... I am going to lay the points with Oregon. It's down to six and a half, and yeah, I think that te- uh, I think Oregon just thoroughly destroys Texas Tech. We saw what Texas Tech did against Wyoming. Well, maybe not everybody. You and me did. In Laramie against a fairly good Wyoming team, I don't think that's like the worst loss in the world. No, but we also just saw Oregon put up eighty-one. <laughs> it's Portland State. Though. I know, but still. I I I like the line. I like the number. I just personally can't overreact to it because that is, I think like I think I saw like eighty four percent of some of the money or the bets were going at Oregon, and it scares the hell out of me. Just looking at it on paper, it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, Texas Tech. After I the- I just wonder if Texas Tech is going to be able to keep up with Oregon, which is a great question because that offense obviously is like super talented and just like fires at all cylinders granted again against an FCS school but Mm -hmm. I don't hate it but I'm really scared of it I know on set tomorrow I will probably there's a good chance I'll end up firing a bet on that too I know myself way too well yeah um where do I want to go here Connor um do a quick and easy one I know you have it too and you got a pretty good number as well 20 and a half is the number here um Memphis laying the 20 and a half against Arkansas State yeah, if you want to find the 20 and a half look on Fanatics, and I even have it at minus 105. Yeah, which is, I got 110, but not terrible. Dude, Arkansas State, I get it. It was Oklahoma. It was 73 nothing. But Butch Jones, I think the team quit on him. Potentially. At the end of that game, when you got, I get it, you're down 42 nothing. Like, where's there to fight? All I can ever think about is the TCU guy in the national title game holding up the four. <laughs> like, that's what a football guy should be. Arkansas State just quit. There was no effort. It was just a lot of arm tackles towards the end. And this team was terrible ATS a year ago. I think Memphis's offense is good enough to potentially just blow them out early on. If Arkansas gets a couple of cheap touchdowns, like so be it. I think we're still over the number here. All right. I will stick in the state of Arkansas. And I will be laying the 38 with Arkansas. I can get you 37 and a half. Still. Shit. Let's take the 37 and a half. Yeah, let's take the 37 and a half. Yeah, lay the points with Arkansas against Kent State. We're, we're, we're not, until Vegas catches on, we're not getting off this trend. Arkansas is significantly better team than UC, well, I shouldn't say significantly. There's talent differential between UCF and Arkansas. That defense is probably better, and you have a quarterback that can throw the ball, actually. But probably can run, I not as athletic, but just as good of a runner in some aspects as John Rice Plumley and KJ Jefferson. Definitely a better passer too. Yes, so I know it's a lot of points to be laying, but fuck it, we're laying it until Vegas catches on. I mean, they just lost to UCF by fifty. Exactly. So I'm gonna stick with UCF in this one. Oh, I'm taking the points of Boise State three now. Okay. At or home against UCF. Yeah, 
Yeah, um, I think I I agree with that. I don't have the play yet because honestly, for me, and I'm gonna ruin one of my sprinkles. My play would be on the money line. I'll like I I want to take your thunder. This is your pick. No, but. it's just UCF has kind of struggled as a road team, like mm-hmm. like or not even a road team, like outside of the state of Florida in general. They have not been very. Like well, I get Boise State got blown out by Washington, but I think that's more to show about Washington than yeah. Boise I think State. that I think that it that line is an overreaction. Yeah, like Taylor Green is still a really really talented quarterback. The defense isn't as bad as the fifty six they let up against Washington, and again, the home field advantage of Boise State is crazy. And Their record at home is very very good. Shout out! I don't I don't I wish I had the guy's name. I was gonna pull it up before, but I, I commented. Boise State like had something about the matchup against UCF, and I commented like basically the key to this game, like defensively for Boise State, is just kind of j- the similar grounds of Jalen Milrow is keep John Rice Plumley like in the pocket and make him throw because he struggled to throw against Kent State, the worst team in call in FBS football. Um, and so, some uh, somebody commented back, his own coach can't even get him to do that, and I'm like, no. You're not wrong because the second anything breaks down, he takes the fuck off. I think Boise State's a better team than UCF. I think they win the game outright, but I'll definitely take the points. Yeah, I literally just placed my money line yep. bet. Uh, we'll stick with this game, though. And we are taking the over 57 and a half. Wow. I do think that like everything that we said is completely true. I still think there's going to be points put up by both teams obviously we saw what Washington did but that was more through the air I think UCF will still be able to find like a lot of ways or different ways to score and I think Boise State will be able to put up a pretty good number so 50 57 and a half love it yeah I actually don't hate that either I didn't I kind of glossed over that total yeah it just take that with you. like I I when I think about Boise State versus UCF, like I thought that number was going to start with a six. Yeah, you would think so. Well, mm. Especially when you see both those teams. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to get to a little bit of a weird one. I'm going to take the team total over 23.5 for Cal hosting Auburn. I will say, just completely weird, but... I have the team. It's not one that I am giving out, but I have the team uh, bet on the team total over for Auburn at thirty and a half. Okay. Yeah. So hey, I don't give a shit. We don't give a shit what. So happens bet the game. over. Yeah, we don't give a shit what happens. Just both teams go over here, dude. I know uh, Jackson gets hurt. Ben Finley comes in and played super, super, super well. I get it was North Texas, but it was at North Texas. North Texas doesn't have the worst defense in all of college football. They're not terrible. And Jaden Ott is a damn good running back. He had 5.2 yards One of per the best attempt. running backs in the nation. And we cents. still get one more year of him. I'm yeah. Like, he's going to end up being USC's running back. He's going to be somewhere else. He's <laughs> definitely not playing for Cal next year, so enjoy the hell out of him now. Yeah, and I mean, Cal, I, all those California schools are pipelines to USC. At some. Dude, I think Ben Finley looked really good. I think he did, too. Now, Cal fans, show up to the goddamn game. Like, your team isn't winning the Pac-12, but this Cal team is good enough to make a bowl game, and your schedule is really freaking hard. But this team can do it. Support this team here. I think they can at least get 20, 
they'll at least get 24 points in here. I'm thinking more of the 28. And again, I Hugh Freeze isn't like it's still his second game in as the Auburn head coach. I believe Cal is going to give me 24. I was too scared to to lay the or take the points of the six and a half because I still think Auburn's got way more talent. Mm-hmm. But I'll take the team title over. All right, kind of going back to the well with a new bet that I have found. We are taking the Washington first half team total over 27 and a half uh, against Tulsa. But I, what more do I need to say? It worked last week. It's going to work this week until I, Vegas catches on. I got the whole game at 48 and a half. Lay it. I have it as well. You take the first half, so I'm just we're gonna be on the same side, and then you're just gonna they're gonna get over, and you're not gonna care. But yeah, I'm playing it too. It's 48 and a half against Tulsa. Um, Tulsa struggled early on against Arkansas Pine Bluff. Like Arkansas Pine Bluff, I know they only scored, they might have only scored seven, but they marched down the field in the very first possession. And I don't think Tulsa's defense is very good. And I don't even care if they're really good. Uh, Boise, I think Boise State's defense is pretty good. Michael mm-hmm. Penich shredded them. Yes. And guess what? If he wants to keep up with Caleb Williams to have any shot of winning the Heisman, he needs to put up numbers that Williams is putting up against these bad group of five teams. Yes. So I'll take the forty nine and a half or the forty eight and a half. Uh, your turn. No, that was one of my plays. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Your fate. Yeah. Okay. Um. Hmm. Where do I want to go? All right. Big Ten West. Unders. We are taking the under 36 and a half in Iowa, Iowa State. Should be a Big Ten West game. It should be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, what more do I need to say? Like, Iowa's defense is good. I basically think... I, I just... One more, I, I don't know how to explain it, but this just goes under. This just screams under. Especially when all the players are betting the under. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Great cry. joke. Great yeah. joke. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the D-Gen Bowl. Doo-doo. <laughs> That's what it should change the name to. What is it, the Cyhawk Trophy? Yeah, the Cyhawk Trophy. The D-Gen Bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think this is going to be ugly, ugly game and not a lot of points. No, I don't. And I'm gonna we're going to enjoy every second of it because yes. it always is. Yes. Disgusting numbers. Um, I know because obviously we talk a lot um, – I'm going to get some of these up that I know we have out of the way. Stanford USC over 68.5. Yes. I wasn't going to make it my official play because or one of my plays I gave out because I knew you were all over and I'm tailing it because of you. Look, USC's going to score in the 50s. Yes. That's kind of just what USC has shown us. And I don't really know how great Stanford's defense is either. And guess what? Watching that Hawaii game, Stanford did not look terrible. They did okay, and Daniels, their quarterback, like I think there's actually something there that they have, and he looked really good. He threw 250 yards, two touchdowns, can move around a little bit. So I think Stanford can at least get me 20, I would say at least 24 points, and I think USC is getting me 56, so that's going to put my number around 80. So that's way, way over the total there. All right. Was very confused when I saw this number. Um, yeah, I'm laying the nine and a half with Rutgers against Temple. Temple should have fucking lost to Akron. We, hey, don't talk shit on Akron. Akron's not that bad. No, I'm not talking shit. I was on the ten and a half, but Akron had every opportunity to win that game. And 
I do think Rutgers showed Northwestern a little bit of mercy in that game. I rewatch. I wasn't able to fully watch the game because I was at a live fantasy football draft and then dealing with some vehicle issues. And so I never got to fully watch the game. I just got to see what the final score was and cash the big bet of the under. But after rewatching it, I think Rutgers could have put up a lot more points, but they played a little bit of mercy. And yeah, I'm. I just think this number's too low. I think I think Rutgers could easily win this game by two touchdowns. I didn't have this, but you know, I'll always back Shiano. Yes. So it doesn't matter. Yes. Moving on here. UConn at Georgia State. Give me the three points with UConn. UConn looked, put up a damn good fight against NC State. That defense is legit. Jamora has these guys like playing super well. Um, Rosa, the running back for them, had like 99 yards on like eight carries. And Georgia State's defense is not good. Rhode Island dominated them. And like on the uh, dominated their defense and Georgia State or Rhode Island's defense isn't like anything crazy. So Georgia State like hung forty on them. So like congratulations, Jim Moore is a better coach in this game. I think UConn wins this game outright, and I'll gladly take the three. I will pivot off of that pick, and I will be giving the over fifty four and a half. Obviously, you said Georgia State's offense not good. Defense their defense, their offense is pretty good. And I think they're still going to be able to put, I think they're going to find more of a way to expose UConn's defense than NC State was able to. Obviously, they do have some pretty good receivers and pretty good quarterback. So I think they're going to be able to exploit UConn's defense a little bit. But also on the flip side, I think UConn's going to be able to move the ball very easily on this defense. So I think I think this number's too low. When I saw it, I was kind of shocked because, yeah, Georgia State overs pretty good. All right, do you have any left besides the two that we know we have together? Yeah, I'm down to just those okay. two. One Sa- more. One- save the best for last. Yeah, I have one more I kind of want to give out. Okay, well, let's hear it. I'm going to take the points with Cincinnati. Seven and a half against Pitt. Oh, you don't lay more than a touchdown against Pat Narduzzi. He keeps every single game close. And guess what? I know it was against Eastern Kentucky, but Cincinnati looked really good. Emory Jones looked really good. Yeah, we I think this game is disgusting. It's a dogfight. Pitt's going to win this game, but I don't think it's going to be more mine seven. I can't remember the the exact numbers, but the Narduzzi like does not cover spreads, especially when it's around a, a touchdown. So... Not one of my fa- my most confident ones, but I, I do like the 7.5. If you're going to give me a hook, I'll take it. I'll give one more quick one out. Okay. Give me the over 53 in Florida State Southern Miss. Yes. Just be- I might just take the freaking total. Well, I don't know. Southern Miss has that Clemson transfer of quarterback and Frank Gore Jr. Yeah, so... I don't hate that. Yeah, like... I, I, I I think there's a chance that Florida State could get this on their own. Yeah, I actually really like this. Yeah, I think I think that number's way too low. I think literally Florida State could get this on their own if they want to. And then if they're also up forty nine nothing, they call the dogs off, and then they're going to time touchdown. Exactly, Rodemeyer is not a bad backup. No, we saw that in the Louisville game last last year. All right, get to the first one. Purdue plus three at Virginia Tech. Yeah, sprinkle money line. Yeah. Um, Purdue 
I know they lost to Fresno State, but at home against Fresno State. But Fresno State's a really, really good Mountain West team. They might be the second best team in the Mountain West. I think Purdue put up a offense looked really, really good. And Virginia Tech, it, granted, Connor, it was a revenge game against Old Dominion. <laughs> but I think they hit. I'm sorry. Like it's, it, that's such a joke. So I like the three there. Um, and then obviously we got to get to the last game, Connor. Yeah. Like, hit it. Do you believe in that? Yes, we fucking believe in that. Look out. Lay the points with Colorado versus Nebraska. Don't be scared. Don't let the uh, everyone like I understand this line has moved in the offseason from Nebraska minus eight to now Colorado minus three. Luckily, I got it at one and a half. Yes, did I. <laughs> no, not to brag, but not to brag, but yeah, we don't care. Like. I don't that I don't see I understand Colorado has their issues on defense. I don't see a I don't see a way that Nebraska is going to be able to keep up with them. But what showed what did we see from the Minnesota game that showed that Nebraska could like penalize that defense at all? Like offensively. Like no. nothing. No. There's absolutely nothing. No, and honestly with how Jeff Sims is as a passer I think there's a chance Travis Hunter has two fucking picks in this game. God, give me a prop for that. Give me a prop because I need to find. I know there's props out there for him to score a touchdown, but uh, yeah, I mean, we we might be brainwashed, might be overreacting. We don't fucking care. And also, I want to say something real quick though. If it's gonna be a shot at somebody too, but it just. Just because the everybody is on one side, I just never agree with blindly betting the other side. And it's because Vegas always wins. Vegas always wins. You know why they always win? Because they can pick their spots. If you want to fade the public, that's like a technique in sports yeah. gambling. And it does work to an extent. To an extent. You wanna know how to you wanna you wanna be as good as Vegas, then you're gonna have to bet every single game in every single sport. Exactly. And fade the public every time. Mm-hmm. All right, something new that we have not done in the past, but we're going to do this here. We're going to do a, a spot called Live Dogs. Basically, yes. teams that are Moneyline underdogs that we think can win the game outright, do not just bend this with your normal unit. No, absolutely not. No, that is dumb. No, this is like half unit bets, sprinkles, like we said. Um, How many? Yeah, that way we can take credit when we actually have Duke Moneyline. Um, yes. That was kind of Duke Moneyline inspired, by the way. Yeah, so obviously I said Purdue. I've already bet Boise State. Um, yeah, I took it Texas. Yeah, no, like you said in the in the breakdown there, I I totally get it. But um, I have UMass against oh, Miami Ohio. My UMass has looked good. Oh God, a lot better. And Miami uh, Ohio has not shown me shit. It is also at home. Holy Cross. I hate could you. kill I Jeb Halfley this weekend. I hate you. I think it could. I'm I'm just begging for a freaking line. It's still not out yet. Um, I hate you. Holy Cross is super good FCS school. Me, 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 me. Last one I want to say, though, this one is going to be a super low unit, is Virginia. Oh, God. <laughs> because of the first game at home after everything went down. Yeah. And, yeah. And there was there was spot. Now, Tony Musket, I, if Tony Musket does not play, I'm not betting no. this. 
Is he out officially? I, I have I have not seen anything, but no, I was agreeing. Oh, okay. If he's out, like stay the fuck away. Because he didn't. He's not going to do anything incredible, but he was very, very good at managing the game. Mm-hmm. But I do want to give out one parlay here that I put together, and I actually really like this for the value that. I'm oh, making. give out one more. Oh yeah, uh, was a game that we didn't hit on, but it will be a very good game. Wazoo. Oh yeah. Wazoo. Yeah, that's definitely. a good one there. Um, in Pullman? Especially, yeah, it's in Pullman, especially after last year, having the bet on Wazoo Moneyline. All right. Connor, do you like 11-1 odds? I mean, I like giant odds. This one's pretty simple, and it's games we touched. Boise State, Purdue, UConn Moneylines. 11-1. I don't hate it. I don't hate it whatsoever. I kind of like the idea, the super heel move, which was all the home underdogs, which was uh, Tulane... NC State. Oh, you're Miami. getting odds on that. <laughs> Hold on. I'm not done. Tulane, NC State, Miami, Texas Tech, Wazoo. I don't even. I don't. Um, Connor, run through this for me real quick. All right. We'll, we'll do Tulane, Tulane, Wazoo. Oh, God, your reaction. <laughs> Texas Tech. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot. NC State and Tulane. Or. Er, I keep fucking this up. Tulane, NC State, Miami, Texas Tech, Wazoo. What are the odds for that? Um, that this is all of the home dogs against ranked opponents. Plus twenty five thousand five hundred. Jesus pays out ten dollar bet would pay out twenty five hundred dollars and some change. Do it. Not putting ten dollars on it. Put a dollar on it. Been two hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, might maybe. fifty cents when you hundred twenty. I mean, home dogs. That's, I don't hate that. I don't hate. That's a good idea. I ever thought about. Do you know, just like the leftover change. That's in oh, I do it all the time. Just throw it on some stupid parlay that's not gonna hit. Exactly, but when it hits, you're a genius. Yeah, and then he, he, okay, we're about to get out of here because we got stuff to do. We got to, got to prepare for tomorrow and everything. But one thing that always makes me laugh is like, so remember, I don't remember the year, maybe 2018, when the Chicago went to the Final Four, and I had I bet two dollars on it to win three hundred sixty. Why didn't you put more money on it? It's that with people that don't gamble, it drives me crazy because I'm like it's not supposed to fucking hit. That's why the odds are the way that they are. Like when giant like giant odds means the percentage of this happening are low. But we see an avenue if this plays out the way I think it possibly could, mm-hmm. this could happen. Kansas State. Like, yeah, like shit like that. It's not a layup. Like, no shit. If it's 50 50 odds, I would have put a lot more fucking money yeah, on it. Yeah, no I would have had grand on it. I would have put my whole life savings on it. But we don't. I don't really like talking to people. I don't like talking. I don't talk gambling to people that don't gamble. Yes. Or the people that are new to gambling. Yeah. If you want to, if you are new into it, study a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Because I don't. It's, it's hard. I don't know. I guess we're being biased because a lot of times it's people that. We work in a blue collar industry mm-hmm. and people that aren't really people that bet Clemson minus thirteen. <laughs> don't fucking say that. Entire free I don't want to I'm not dropping names. Uh coworker signed up for a new book, bet the whole thing on another thing. He's like, This is a layup. Nope. Twenty eight to seven blue devils, baby. Couldn't even cover the reverse spread. Nope. <laughs> Alright, guys. Awesome time here. Good luck this weekend. We are out of here. Peace!